Let's now connect with Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop at 742 now in the capital city on 92.7, 94.7, and 970 AM. Mayor, sun's out. Looking good today. How you doing out there? Uh, good. It's a nice, pleasant day. A little warmer than uh, yesterday. Good Not as rainy, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> rainy and uh, uh, and the winds were pretty unbearable. Kept me inside for most of the day, but uh, was able to get out and enjoy some of it as the uh, the sun came out. So, Mayor, um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff uh, to jump into as as always every week. Uh, so I appreciate you taking time. But uh, I guess let's just start with the legislature coming back to session. Uh, and that's uh, what do you expect to happen? And as far as not just with the legislature and how uh, what kinds of bills they're going to pass, but uh, do you foresee uh, some some uh, uptick in economic activity uh, with the legislature heading back to town? Well, anytime they they come back in person, there's of course uptick in activity, especially with our restaurants and facilities uh, downtown, merchants and that. Uh, the one thing we're looking at is of course the Clean Energy Jobs Act. Uh, what comes to fruition on that? Because that does impact CWLP, and then of course any other uh, law enforcement reform. I think the budget thing is not as concerning as it once was with regards to our local distributive fund because of the uh, American Rescue Plan. Yeah, and you're going to you're seeing the pressure seven, off. Yeah, and you're seeing seven and a half billion dollars going to the states, but you're also going to see I think like five point seven billion dollars going to to municipalities. What's your understanding? How Springfield's going to get that money? Is that going to be? Uh, and I don't know how much money Springfield's going to get of that five point seven billion. But is that something that's going to be managed through the Pritzker administration as it was last year? Uh, no, actually, it'll be a direct. Uh, we're a uh, we're a uh, oh shoot. Uh, we receive community development block grant funds, so we're an entitlement city uh, through the federal government. So we'll receive the uh, funds directly, and it's through the Department of Treasury, not through uh, Housing and Urban Development. So um, for our department within fiscal management, of course, Office of Budget Management would oversee those. It still has to go to the city council any type of expenditure. But we're looking at uh, long term what we can do on infrastructure. My understanding, it's geared towards water, sewer, and broadband. With regards to operations, it can uh, be a replacement uh, with regards to uh, revenue loss, as well as any type of expenses related to COVID, uh, like your staffing that you had to do up and beyond what normally operations would be. So the details of that should be coming from the Treasury Department within the next 30 to 60 days. So you don't know yet how much the city of Springfield is going to get? The original estimate based on our population was uh, $33 million. It's supposed to be in two payouts. One would be supposed to be within a few months of the president signing that. But, of course, you have to have the guidelines first. So uh, then the second half would be, I believe it's a year later. Uh, They want to make sure that they assess how you're spending your funds, making sure that you're doing it appropriately. Uh, They don't want it to go to you know, kind of like pork projects or pet projects. They want to really make a difference in people's lives. And how do you move past the pandemic and get really get the economy going and get your communities built back up? Talking with Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder here, 745 on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop. So you're saying that we could get, uh, and these are all just estimates right now, uh, could get like $15 million this year and then $15 million next year or something along those lines? Right, and that's just the cities, but uh, what we're looking at is how do we leverage that with other entities, uh, whether it's a taxing body or a private sector. You know, I'm sure 
what's available through restaurants too. You know, they have special funds set up for re- uh, restaurant rescue fund. There's an announcement recently with regards to entertainment facilities uh, that went dark, and uh, you can get reimbursed. I think up to 45% of your losses. Uh, so there's a lot of extra dollars out there. We want to maximize those as much as possible and leverage what we're receiving so you can really make a long-term impact on our community. So Springfield won't have to rely on the state house to free those dollars up that are coming from the federal government for municipalities. Well, the uh, smaller ones like the drones, the Grandviews, uh, the smaller municipalities will uh, go through the state government. Uh, but that's my understanding is ours would be direct since we're in Antinamont City. Mayor Jim Langfelder with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, you'd mentioned the Clean Energy Jobs Act. I think there's a competing proposal that's very similar but more union-friendly. Uh, what are you concerned about when it comes to uh, the state legislature uh, trying to, to manage uh, a new uh, energy proposal? Well, what you what Texas should have taught us or any uh, with regards to energy, you need to have a proper balance. So what's that proper balance? I don't think 100% uh, renewable all the time is the answer. You know, of course, I'm a little bit, uh, um, you know, favored uh, with our coal-fired power plant. You have the natural gas power plant uh, in Pawnee that's being proposed, and all those would be in jeopardy, I think, with the way this structure is with the Clean Energy Jobs Act. I had conversations with the governor's office, and I know they're coming with the plan as well. So we'll wait and see. With regards to Dalman 4, that's the greatest concern. That was built to the 2030 standards of the Obama energy bill. And so uh, we want to get a reprieve and at least move towards that. The way it was originally structured, you could see an early retirement of that unit. And, uh, you know, it's... uh, we, we, you just have to have that proper balance because when it's all said and done, when people turn on their lights, flip that switch, they want the lights to come on. So you need to take that into consideration. And renewable energy, the wind's not always blowing, the sun's not always shining. Um, and so you need that balance to uh, make electricity flow through the grid and through Springfield and other communities. Mayor Jim Langfelder with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Um, let's talk about the city council. Uh, the past couple of weeks have been interesting uh, with all of the uh, annexation proposals that uh, that stirred a lot of debate. Uh, you had aldermen um, seemingly upset, saying that they hadn't really had much communication with you about those things. Uh, there was also uh, a lot of discussion about um, uh, Val Yazel departing from the city and uh, some aldermen saying a lack of communication. Mayor, I've been following the city council for years, right, uh, even before your administration, and it was, seemed to be a, an ongoing uh, uh, problem with the mayor's office, not just your office, but even your, your predecessor. Uh, when it comes to communication back and forth, what what's going on there when it comes to your office and uh, dealing with with 10 aldermen and trying to keep them in the loop on all these things? Well, I think uh, you're right. The That claim has been, it's as old as city government. I mean, that's always been the claim with city councils and administrations. And so uh, you try to provide as much information. And so with the regards to that, there's many ways to communicate. One's through written word, and that's where we provide the information. With regards to annexation, there's a plethora of information they receive. Whether you read it or not, uh, that's debatable. Uh, with regards to the annexation specifically, you have to follow the guidelines of the law. And so that's what we did. It's similar to zoning where you send out the notices, and that starts the uh, public notification and then discussions as we move forward on the process. So uh, 
is there always a way better way to communicate without a doubt i can say that about anybody and they can say that about me as well um that's why i pointed out you know the phone works both ways uh but you know i'll continue to work on that and um hopefully the city council members each do because you know some do call me some don't and so it works both ways but we'll continue to move forward because that's what the citizens expect and deserve is that you work together to get things done for their wards and most importantly for our city to keep it moving forward. Mayor Jim Langfelder with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Finally here, Mayor, uh, it's been more than a year with COVID-19. I looked at uh, my Facebook memories uh, last week, and one of the memories that popped up on like April 8th was uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder announcing a $500 fine for not following the governor's orders. Uh, And we've seen similar types of uh, things with the the mask mandate and and a variety of other orders that uh, the city's enforced. Um, Reflecting on all of this, like more than a year later now, uh, what did the city get right? What did the city uh, need to improve on? And uh, what would you change moving forward? Well, I think uh, we hit a lot of nails on the head, you know, getting things right. Uh, the most important one was the mask ordinance, even though the Sangamon County, uh, that was in conjunction with the city, um, the one stretch right uh, at the end of October we decided to try to leave the restaurants open to 25% capacity. And um, uh, that's when I introduced the mask ordinance and passed unanimously. That's the one thing that we did get right. On that particular issue, I always felt that there should have been a way to work through uh, keeping places open. I don't think, and this is collectively, just not the city of Springfield or the state uh, or the county. It's all of us working together. I think there's a better way to improve the coordination. I think it uh, could have been... Uh, with regards to that direction, you look at what had transpired. The same plan that started in March of 2020 is not the same plan that should be in place in 2021. You, we know more about the virus. We know how we can uh, combat it, especially with mask usage. And that's what's concerning to me when you talk about the variant coming and uh, increased hospitalizations. What are the true numbers? You know, Because if you only have five people infected today and you have 10 tomorrow, well, that's double, but it's way below what we were before. So uh, we should be able to work our way through this pandemic the rest of the way and uh, maintain our level of operation as we move forward and uh, use the information from the past to make sure we don't repeat any mistakes that uh, had happened. Well, and you'd mentioned, you know, the variants. Uh, that's something the governor keeps raising as a, as a problem uh, in the uh, hospitalization numbers and whatnot. Uh, so you ultimately, you, what I'm hearing is you would not support a, a shutdown of sorts or, uh, you know, uh, continued economic restrictions, uh, especially as we advance through uh, seeing COVID-19 variants pop up here and there? Well, I think the real uh, pop-up is going to be next winter. I think that's where we need to prepare for. I think as we go forward uh, with the different strains, uh, that's why it's important to get everybody vaccinated, moving that direction and focus on that. Uh, like they have been doing. Of course, you have to have focus with regards to hospitalization. I always hear percentages. I don't hear true numbers. And I don't see the comparisons to the previous year's totals or, you know, four months ago when we were hitting the peak of it. And so that's what uh, we need to uh, show the true metrics associated, not just dealing with percentages. So uh, ultimately, we need better data uh, or at least better reporting of the data. Right. As far as the numbers go, so you can compare apples to apples. Uh, Like I said, you know, a few months ago, we know more now than we did back uh, last March, uh, last April. And so we need to really compare the numbers 
especially during those peak times, and what was in place and what wasn't, and uh, how serious are the uh, the variants um, as you move forward? Hospitalizations are those increasing to the significant numbers as we once saw, and um, you know I just am a believer that you should be able to dissect those and move forward and uh, make sure you don't have the impact to your economy. Uh, you want to, because we all know it's been impactful with regards to mental health, alcoholism, drug addiction, gun violence, that's all up. And that's uh, related to some degree to the pandemic. And we need to start monitoring and tracking that information as well as what we do with the virus. And I know I, uh, I said that that was going to be my last question, but you raised uh, the, the gun violence issue. Um, we're seeing more unrest uh, up north, uh, close to where the uh, the George Floyd trial is happening. Uh, How is the city uh, preparing to handle uh, any any such type of instance uh, that, uh, that, that we could see when it comes to either increased gun violence or uh, perceptions of police brutality or whatever it may be? Well, that's the, uh, I think uh, Chief Winslow has brought this up with the legislation that passed recently, is you need those levels of de-escalation. And that's where, you know, instead of firing, uh, you thought they might have tased the person or done something different. But I'm not the professional, the police expert. But to uh, answer your question, I'll be talking with Chief Winslow today and uh, we'll, you know, take the necessary steps to make sure uh, we keep things as calm as possible. We do continue to have open dialogue. Uh, with uh, all areas of our community. And uh, that's where the automatic form of government really helps is because people are in tune with their uh, alderman or city council member, I should say. And I think that helps as well. But we've had a great working relationship with a lot of different organizations and we'll continue in that vein, especially when something happens in one part of the country, it's like a domino impact when it deals with law enforcement, but that's where the level of trust is so important. And that's what uh, Chief Winslow and the police department, as well as myself and the city council members have built up within our community for years, not just uh, recently. Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder, thank you so much for taking this Monday morning and spending some time with us. Well, thank you. Have a great day.